He can save by many or by few. It don't need numbers. And when he had numbers in judges, then he told, then he told uh, Gideon, there are too many. From thirty thousand down to 300 and he was able to uh, get a great victory so this morning I'm happy you're among the few God has chosen for this special service I'm happy I'm happy that a certain key that you need others don't need you need this key and you are here to receive it. There are one or two who also need it, but they are not here. And it's, it's, it's thank, thank God that you are here. And I'll ask you to open your hearts and open your spirits to receive what is coming. I am very convinced that these are life-changing, ministry-changing days. I have a great conviction that after this week, many of us will not be the same in our churches again. Not that uh, we are special. But I'm very sure that some churches will trace a uh, turning point in their ministry to this conference. Because of the material that is being made available. And we are being taught how to use it. And it's, it's going to be really, really, really fantastic. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad you are here. Oh, I'm so I see God has singled you out for a great blessing. And so, without uh, the English, they say, without much ado. Is that the issue? <laughs> ado is, a, is, is, what's that? Pardon? Emma was saying, oh, okay, without much ado, <laughs> please welcome our sister Ohima to
Haleluya. Haleluya. I will give my 
Thank you for a fresh morning. Another day to be in front of your word. I pray that your grace will be with us. I pray that you will speak to us. And when we leave here, may we know that we've heard from you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that this morning. There is a message that must come forth. And I believe that God is speaking to us in this conference. Hallelujah. Amen. On the first day of the conference, I spoke about the master. On, on the second day, I spoke about the servant. And today, we're going to delve in here and talk about a few more things. But let us start by reading Luke 14. And I'm starting from verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man had made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have bought the five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges. And compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. 
For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Can you give him a bit of volume? Please go ahead. Now, what do you know with the verse 16? In Shemudun Sianko, now, what do you say? When you have to procure here, now, you see any puppy. That if you have bread, you know, or someone in Kwasa, Uncle Kantra, one hour, she won't say, Mumra, now, what she's in human in a wee. Now, when you have frassier, can some crow a you on who I know. The only kind of can say, Matua fool, na a yan semi cohe, Mistro, Yimmy Fremu, now, of a France who say, Mato, and then Chim Pamunum, now, may call. Ako so one ashe, Mr. Yimi every moon. Now for frost him, my warriors empty mint to me a map. Now a corner a baby can some rich renewer. And I, if you run a buffoe, no catcher, and a corner say, Freddy in term cocrono, Montreso, any mantum, not fry here for any mubua for near the front for any patch of bra. Now corner, I say, Ora, my sadia, Ochremino, then so a funnel and that's so at the hall. Eno run kachre akwano se Freddy eko ekwanso ni ebanhu na kwashe won na omra na mifie hanum enhyama na me simu sem onipa wahia won mu biara enka madene no enhwe amen amen hallelujah amen in this book by bishop dakewood mills many are called there is a chapter called 10 steps to persuasive and compelling evangelism ayen wo me kwano ye be so popani achro no ye wo Amen. Amen. And it's a very interesting study on the same scripture that we are learning. In it, he talks about the need to prepare a great supper. That's a whole sermon in itself, and it's not, not the topic of today. Then he goes on to talk about influencing many people. It's not our topic for today. But I want to pick up from the third point that he has in that chapter. You can see from Luke chapter 14 that the master had an option to cancel the whole party. And sometimes, if you follow your church members, you will cancel yourself. And if you follow your church, your church members, you will cancel. Because the kind of excuses that they gave, you have those kind of excuses. Yesterday, I mentioned that I'll talk about familiarity today, but I felt by the spirit I should push it to tomorrow. But if you follow your church members, you will cancel your service. If you follow your own self, you cancel your service. Hey, are you there? Hey, amen. Oh, you are very quiet. Because church attendance goes up and it goes down. And today I'm going to be speaking to you about. I don't even know what title to give it. That's the truth. If you like, for lack of a better uh, title, let's call it How to Fill Your Church. Amen. Amen. 
Now, church attendance by its very nature goes up and down a lot. But you should be able to see whether your church is growing or it's not growing, generally speaking. And there are so many things that you need to take note of. And that's why I am sharing with you this morning how to fill your church. In 1999, Bishop Jack wrote and printed this book, The Mega Church. The message is as alive then as it is now. But 10 years later, the Lord gave him a deeper revelation of that book and he wrote the double mega missionary church. Today, I'm only going to whet your appetite with what is what is what is in these two books. But you need to sit by it and dwell by it a little bit to see a certain kind of growth. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't cancel your church service. You have done your preparation. You have paid many people. You've gone out and you've called them. And they didn't come. And so you don't have anybody in the church. And so it looks as though you have to cancel. You see, if you have gone to build your church by breaking somebody else's church, then maybe you don't understand what I'm talking about because you stole some members. But I promise you, if you stole them, they will go sooner or later. But if on the other hand you decide that I'm going to start my church out, right from the scratch, I'm starting. A day will come like it came for one of our friends when you may find yourself preaching to one person. When you get there, don't cancel the service. He had one member coming to church and he said that he stood in the church. He did the praise and worship. Me and the church member. Sat in the church member sat down. He took the offering. He and the church member. When he finished, he preached powerfully. He and the church member. Are you here? Then he closed the service with a powerful benediction. Bless the guy. Then he went home. And he went to cry. And he called his bishop and he said, Today, I have seen the bottom of the ministry. If you have seen the bottom of the ministry, I'm glad to announce to you that when you hit the bottom, there's nowhere further to go. Now you begin to move up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This brother is a powerful bishop in the house today. But the day came when he preached to one member. Do not cancel Hallelujah. Amen. You see, when you cancel it, what happens is that you release a certain powerful demon. So you get that there's nobody. And you say, since there's nobody, let me close down. But by so doing, you activate a powerful demon. That demon is called just once. Masa. That demon is called just once. And so many times in life, this demon takes down people. If you meet a drunkard with red eyes, it's because he had a drink just once. If you meet somebody, but you're going to need speedo. If you meet somebody 
whose ministry has fallen apart because of fornication is because of a type of lady that he met. Just and if you close down your service just once you will release a certain demon that will make you do it again for another reason and I'm saying this because many times we meet churches that are closed because it is raining I remember during the time when ECG was doing uh, doom so so many churches would not meet on the day because of doomsday. You may have what looks like a good reason not to have your service. But the next time, it won't be as good a reason. And the next time, and the next time, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 6, Jesus was saying something. Give not that which is holy unto dogs. Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. In other words, your service is that holy thing, that precious thing. And Jesus said that when you leave it for the devil, when you leave it for the pigs, they will trample on it and then they will come for you. They will trample on the precious thing. They will spoil the precious thing. And next they will be coming for you. Pastor, don't cancel yourself. It is the holy thing. I said it's the holy thing. When you let it go, you have left it for the dogs. And when they are done with that, your service, they are coming for you. Don't cancel yourself. Are you there? So what do you do? How do, what, how do you handle it to have when your service is empty what do you do not to have an empty service what do you do not to have an empty service in the book of Anakazo and also in the book many are called Bishop Dag describes something he talks about how he was going to start his service and there was nobody but today I don't want to deal with that aspect he was just starting up I want to deal with the aspect where the church already exists but the room is empty and it is not growing I submit to you that the average size of a church in Kumasi is around 25 to 30 there are a few very large or large churches. We don't really have very large. But I say large churches. When I say we don't have very large, I'm comparing now to Accra. I don't want to compare with Nigeria because we're we'll flat. But you discover that there are hundreds and hundreds of very small churches. In other words, empty churches. When you see an empty church, you see a pastor who is not practicing anakazo. And that's why today I want to talk to you about something that I pray that you will implement. I want to start by saying that number one, every gathering that you see is organized. Every gathering that you see is organized. It doesn't just come 
to pass. It's not just by dressing up. We've done your prayer. I'm assuming that your prayer is working. You've done your prayer, then you dress up and you go to church and you are there. You need to move a step deeper. And we can see from our story that the master moved a step deeper. And today I'm talking to you about the art of gathering. You see, there are so many little bits inside this story. Verse 21. The master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. The first aspect of that gathering is that you must go somewhere. That's why our sister was singing this morning, go somewhere and preach something. Our churches are full of lazy, idle Christians who have nothing to do because we have not sent them to do it. We have raised up believers who are coming for bless me, bless me, I receive it, I receive it, me, I'm collecting, I'm gathering, but I'm saying this morning, if you want to fill your church, it's time to train your people to go out there and preach something. Amen. Amen. He said to the servant, go and go quickly. Hey. Hey. Are you in the house? Go and go quickly. Whenever we preach about going, then somebody says, where should we go? Anywhere. Anywhere. The answer is anywhere. Go to your neighbor. Go to your office space. Go down your road. Go down your area. Travel and go to the next town. But just go. Just go. Anywhere. Turn to your neighbor as a neighbor. Go anywhere. Amen. We waste so much time preparing that we never go. Oh, I was so provoked at the end of last year. My church is very close to the KNUSD campus. And I picked up my phone and I called a young man who is my friend. Who is within the students, you know, the Christian council. And I asked him, I said, what are you trying to tell me? For three years, for three years, the unbelievers on the campus, led by their father, the devil, they have had a crusade for three years. They have brought stuff for the to the campus for three years they have gathered unbelievers they have put out the lights on the campus and even Christians have gone and they have listened to this guy for three years this year the following Sunday the next day the next day I remember getting a text from one of my members she said mom it's not a joke here since I'm in my room, my room is even vibrating. Says they put out the lights to force us to go to the program. Sunday morning, condoms all over the royal program. All over. All over. One of my pastor friends said, I just met my member coming from a direction where she doesn't stay. And I asked her, 
What are you doing there? She said, I woke up in a bed. I don't know who's there. The devil's children are able to organize themselves unto him. But the children of God are sitting down, fighting each other, quarreling, useless quarrels, arguing about what does not matter, and we cannot just gather ourselves together. And I asked my friend, and I said, for three years, you guys will not be able to organize one, one. My pastor, if you are waiting for somebody else, if you are waiting for all the money, if you are waiting for all the equipment, if you are waiting for all of everything, you won't go. Thank God we are in Ghana. Look, pick a box, a box of any size. Carry it. Go to the middle of the street. Put it in the middle of the street. Stand on it and talk. Somebody will listen. Amen. Amen. We have left the roadside preaching to charlatans who are there talking about money. Tell me I'm lying. I have passed some of them 15 minutes talking about why you should give them a good offering. Jesus didn't come because of your good offering. He didn't give his life because of no good offering. He gave his life for souls and the souls are everywhere. You even try to do any meeting, you will find pastors fighting themselves. And they'll start to quarrel. This one has my members. This one has got my member. Pastor, Jesus said, My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. How have you led your people? How have you looked after your people that a stranger will come and talk and they will follow? And because of that, we practice some kind of, I don't even know what to call it. We don't go. Once a year. We are doing crusade. Once a year. God forgive me, but you are not serious. Twice a year. The unbelievers, they are being born at the rate of I don't know how many an hour. And they are dying at another rate I don't know about. Go down your street. Says go. What's it called? Go. If your church is empty, when I say empty, you know what I mean. You haven't preached. You haven't gone. You are looking for something else. Oh, you see me? I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor. We are entering into another quarrel. You don't need to be an evangelist to go. He says, do the work of an evangelist. He didn't say be an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. Do the work. This morning, I was tempted to call my dancers to come and dance for you. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Hey, are you there? What is even interesting is that when people go, it is Christians who criticize. When you start walking around to preach, as you start knocking the door, those who will challenge you, those who are arguing with you, it's not those of another religion. And it's some free simple from all. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, let's be serious. Let's be serious.
Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your people. When you see somebody coming to preach to you, God bless you for preaching. I was born again. I have my church already. But God bless you for preaching. As you are going, may God go with you. That's all. That's all. No need for the manifestations that we are Go somewhere. Hey. Are you in the house? Ask your neighbor how many people are in your church. You can see that the master was not happy. And I came to stand before you today to say prophetically that church in Kumasi, God isn't happy with that at all. We say who He's not happy at all at his empty churches. While we gather ourselves and we just celebrate and we just have our conventions and we just pour oil, oiling the same oiled members who are just insulting you every day, prophesying prophecies from what you have or have not heard. Half of our people they are sick because we haven't sent them. Have you noticed that when you are busy, you don't feel your sickness? Oh, you have not noticed. I don't mess in the church. That's why you are coming there to come and complain. What you have the motia is worrying you because you are not going. That's another message No, it is true. In Matthew 28 and verse 20, Jesus, after he had told us to go, then he said, I will be with you always. He is not with us because we have in God. Yes, you catch the mat yourself. But just by going, you invoke his presence. Let me not change my message this morning. Hallelujah. Go somewhere. Please tell your neighbor, go somewhere. Tell him I'm going somewhere. There are unbelievers everywhere. It makes no sense that we fight Amen. Amen. After you have gone, you have to bring the people to church. Because he went. That's what the, that's what the, the master said. In verse 21, he said, go quickly. Then he said, Bring them. So some of us are going. But after we finish going, we are not bringing. We are showing them. We say, when we are sorry, no, have you seen the church opposite the watcher cellar across the gutter by the filling station? That place, that place. You Sunday morning, instruction is bring them. Your idol church member who is not doing anything. Send that member to go and bring. After they have gone to bring, and they see what is involved in bringing, you as pastor, they respect you. When they discover that you get one lame human being to follow you, one person, when they discover to get one blind man to follow you, how it is difficult, they respect you. My pastor is able to gather 20 people. He must be a macho man. I have something to learn from that person. He is sitting down in your church eyeing you and telling you are not anointed because you haven't sent him. Wow. Wow. Are you in the house? I have so many things to share with you this morning. I am struggling to balance. Amen. Amen. And so, 
you are going to need to bring them. I hope at the end of this hour, I may have an opportunity to just introduce the subject of busing. Because many of us know that if we could bus, we would have more people. Except that you can't afford it. If you try to pay for busing every week, <laughs> so there are other secrets to bathing, but I, I, if we get there, but for this morning, just for the time that I have, I'm sharing with you that you need to go and bring them. Amen. 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 Now, in order to bring them, you need to organize yourself. You need to know who you are going to bring. Amen. Amen. I want to talk about another group of people before I go into that. Gathering. Apart from those who we have gone to talk to, and those who we have witnessed to, and those who we have brought, there's another category in every church. In every church, the Lord sends visitors. They are always. What did you say? <laughs> There are always some visitors. These are people who have come not by your effort. But God has just led them to your church. Churches are empty. Many times because we have ignored that group of people. We have seen them in the west of our churches in the west of our churches, we have ignored them. In other churches, we have greeted them and then we have left. But those people, they are God's gift to you. But you sometimes are not ready, you have not prepared yourself to receive that group. So can I quickly talk about that group? And being ready for that group. In order to make you see, first of all, you need to understand that it's not an insignificant number. One day, I sat down in the month of September and I calculated. Now, first of all, to be able to calculate the number of visitors you've had, you need to have just normal numbers. Many of us don't keep figures. We like to say that, oh, a lot of people came to church. Oh, the church was full. What is a lot? Is this a lot? Is this small? We don't know. So count it. Please tell your neighbor. If it has a head, count it. It's called the head count. And you'll find more information about counting numbering here. Because when you number, it gives you information. Amen. Anything and everything in your church that you can count, count. We even count offering baskets. It's one of the ways we catch this. So count. Now, by this counting, I had data in front of me. And this data, and this data had attendance. It had New converts every week and had first timers. Those who had come in for the first time. Because in our church, we will ask you if you are visiting for the first time, as I'm waving at you, 
Just wave at me. Please stand. Let those around greet you. And I believe many of us do something like that. However, when I now took this data from the month of January and I totaled it to the month of September, I almost fell off my chair. My chair because the figure was 900. Between the months of January and September, the Lord had sent me 900 visitors. If even only a tithe had remained, just said 10%, I should have had 90 new members. But as I was looking at my church at that time, I didn't even have 45 new members. I'm sharing with you what brought us out of that barrenness. I said, I'm sharing with you what brought us out of that barren. First of all, I said, you have to be serious. God has sent you 900 human beings. You don't know where they are. Look, even if they are only 50, is it not serious? And you don't know where they are. So I went back to the books. That's why the books are so important. That's why they are so important. I went back there. I went back to the books. There's a chapter in this book that is called Retention Evangelism. After you have done your evangelism, you need to retain what you have got. And so the first thing that I did was to organize a team, a follow-up team. And these guys, their work begins as soon as we have greeted the first time. Then we take them out. And we give them a place to sit. And then somebody talks to them. Have you ever been to a church? Nobody spoke to you and you left. Hey, the way you are looking at me this morning, let me come down. I'm not sure whether we are friends or foe. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Seto, can you organize the pulpit down for me? I think it's a little easier. Amen. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Uh-huh. Now I can see you eyeball to eyeball. I wasn't seeing your eyes. So I wasn't sure if I was speaking to a friend or who. Hallelujah. Amen. So we had this team of people. As soon as the follow-up, the new people stood up, I tell them, come, I want to shake your hand. Have you seen those people? They have a reception for you. Please go with them. It doesn't matter if the only thing that is in the reception is Shemema. By the time time you have sat in in our heat, you'll be happy for a fresh and as they are there somebody who can talk well comes to speak to them you are welcome the name of our church this is the true vine cathedral the man you saw preaching is Bishop Patrick Bishop Patrick Patrick Bruce you will be surprised that people have visited your church they don't know your name oh you are very quiet why you Oh, pastor, no, Mrs. Sofo, be tin 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 be. It's true. And you friend. ask, ah, you say you went to church. Where did you go? Ah, I'm sorry, sorry Bill. I was banter, ma. You'd be surprised. Hey, 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 hey
that they don't know. So have somebody who can speak well. Some of the people who are in your church, they are not doing anything much. Hey! Oh, you are very quiet this morning. Hey! Are you here? I have a nice young lawyer. His weeks are so full. Monday to Friday, he cannot do much. But Sunday morning, he is in the church. Latest. By what time? About 7.30, he's there. As soon as these guys stand up, this gentleman and one of our lady pastors he takes them out and he talks I just say to myself that when a nice good looking young gentleman comes and he's talking to you he has something to say and you will listen while he's talking the rest of the team members they have little sheets of paper you can see you need to prepare it before and they are talking to them filling the forms can I have your number? Check out your phone. Check the number right there. Yeah, because some of them will deliberately give you a wrong number. Thank you very much for visiting us. We'd love to visit you. If you see any of us around, we have come. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. And so that takes us to the first type of visit that we do with people who have come to visit. Bishop, that calls it the IDL visit. I stands for, ID stands for identify. And L stands for locate. Identify and locate. Because we live in a country where we don't really have... Um, Street roads. Name. We have names on our street, but I'm not sure if you know the name of your. So we use the first visit just to find where the person's. Amen. Amen. Now, when we find where the person stays, these days most of us have smartphones. There is a feature on your phone which allows you to drop your location. So, even if you get to the house and the person is not in, insofar as you have found the house and you are standing in front of the house, you can drop the location with an address. Are you with me? It gives you coordinates. That information is sent to the central page of the follower people. Why? Because today we went to visit Aunt Sister Ipia. We didn't find her, but we found the house. Maybe on Wednesday, another one of us will be in that area and will be able to go for the visit. But if you have not shown them the location, they are now going to waste as much time as you wasted to find the place. Are you with me? So that you are looking at me, it's like, "Mm, I didn't know that my phone has that location because you don't read. If you had read about your phone, you are very quiet though. If you had read about your phone, you would have seen that location. If you have an if you have an iPhone, it's in your in your WhatsApp, you see a plus sign. Touch it. Then it will ask, send the location and it will be roaming like that. Then it will say correct to five meters or fifteen meters. And you just send that to the WhatsApp page. What is WhatsApp? Oh, I feel the work of fire. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Have you seen that God gives us things that we don't know? Media we may have phone now, so call and call me. I have phone, but I use it only for calls. But you can learn. But better still. Some of the people that you are sending are young people, and the young people seem to have been born with it in their fingers. So they will be able to do it. So if you can't do it, no problem. But those who are going can do it. Whatever it is, within 24 hours, we try to visit everyone. Visited us. I'm not sure why you are clapping, though, because (laughs) identify and locate. Amen. Amen. A few weeks later, there are other visits that are done. But I want to pause at this one because we were in the middle of talking about gathering. How to gather. So, whether it is those who have come to you by God sending them, or those who have come to you by virtue of people going one-on-one and talking, they need to be Hallelujah. Amen. Before you can bust anybody, you need to visit them. You need to visit them. They must hear from you within the week. If you are a hard-working pastor, you may be saying to yourself that, but there's no more time or no more space. And that is exactly the reason why you have to use your idol members to do this work. You will notice in Luke 14, that the master had somebody you could send. Okay, so look as the master no will be a Amen. If you don't have somebody that you can send, you should be able to see that you will be hindered. And that's why you should have brought them to the loyalty and leadership. Because sometimes you can't send them because you haven't trained them. Many times we have meetings. You have meetings with your leaders. But what you are giving them, it's a spiritual food, but it will not get them to do this way. You need to teach them. So there's a place where the shouting must stop. Are you with me? Notes must be written. Message must be recorded. And they must hear it. And this is where we have the problem. Because Africans, we like dance, we like music, we like singing, we like anime. <laughs> but Jesus was not just the power of God, he was also the wisdom of God. And wisdom is not transmitted by a shouting. Amen. Amen. One of the roots by which wisdom comes is by knowledge. And you need to teach them. Hallelujah. Amen. So that these people who you have taught, be they one, be they two, be they five, they will also go out and visit. Next point. Set up a call center. Set up a call center. What is the use of this call center? This call center is there because if you do your work well, you'll discover that over time, the number of people you need to contact is growing. 
And so you won't be able to visit all of them. So when the follow-up team has decided who they are visiting, then all the rest, somebody needs to call them. A nice call. Not the kind of call. Hello. Yes, What is that? Find people in the church who can talk well. Hello. Hello. But I'm calling sister queer. I'm calling you from No, so you He's no, so no, 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 Join us and come. And they say, oh, yeah, we'll be a Just because of that call. Some of them will come. I said, some of them will come. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot just go and pick people just like that. You need to do some work before that. So it's either a visit or a call or both. Let me just tackle one more thing. Ah, so I have to give them credit. Well, me, I don't know, but in this church, we don't give anybody credit. Five calls you are going to make, we should give you credit. Why? Meanwhile, the same you, you can call and you'll be on the phone two hours. We won't give you credit. It's true. And credit. Are you there? Oh, yeah. Sometimes when the person calls, I don't have credit. Yeah. Who is in the call center? On the hot spot, why? Give them a hot spot. Give them a WhatsApp call. It's cheap. And they do it. You see, all these things are jobs for church members to do. I do church members who are just freaking you with because they are idle. That elder who always has something negative to say. He has never gone to walk and visit. And see how the sun burns. Hey. That's why he has come to see that he's facing you. By the time he has walked once. Do you know that people don't know how to give directions? <laughs> I learned it the hard way. Hey, some years ago, I was one of those in the follow-up team. And I filled that form for the person. And the person said, oh, my house is just opposite RTU in Tamil. I knew where RTU is in Tamil. So if your house is opposite to the when I went for the visit, yes, auntie you was in the area. But when I asked for the person's name, I ended up walking a distance. Like from here to where our Abrepo church used to be. 
Or say opposite. One to see opposite you. Opposite. Hey. And you know when you know you are going for a long walk, you know how we go up and down. Now we say when I got that said no. You know he was a popular person. You know so I get them. Oh, oh he's there. He's not here. Please go down this way. When we go get there. When I got there I said okay. Continue this. What through how to say for super hasay. And it was opposite. By the time you have done one or two of those, you will know that the work of the pastor is a job. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Train your people. Put them to work. Put them to work. I said put them to work. Do you know that after you put them to work, they get very happy? One day, I sent two of my leaders to visit somebody. When they went to visit her, she was so hostile. And these were my two best leaders. They were very good at this job. But this woman was so hostile. Bishop says, after the visit, they didn't visit anybody again. They came We couldn't go anywhere. Else. And they came. And they said, oh, this girl. We cannot call her. We will never call. We will never visit. Hey. Hey. But we were there. Exactly one year later. It was a Sunday morning. I finished preaching and I entered the office. And these two people ran after me. Do you know what? Do you know who is in the service today? I said, Who? Do you remember that girl? The one who finished us and we came inside. She's in church. I, I said, Did you people go and talk to her? We greeted. But I'm happy to tell you. That lady came back a year after. And for as long as she was in the city, she was in the church. For as many years. You know, the happiness of those who went. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. When we send our people and they see what is going on, happiness comes. So set up the call center. Sunday morning, mobilization for that bus begins. 4 a.m. 5 a.m. Not by getting out of your house to go and walk. But in prayer. But in prayer. Everybody who is in the mobilization team is praying. Because you cannot do it alone. I said you cannot do it alone. There was a time, Pastor, you were the only person praying for the service. You and maybe your wife or your husband. But now, everybody is praying. Because that bat has got to be full. When we share with you the steps of busing, it is in the interest of the person who is organizing the bus to have a full bus. If the bus is not full, the debt is his. He will pray. He will pray that the house is going for one person. Lord, may they be fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And then 
they go and they bath them and bring them Nothing to church. What the bath, not perform, sorry. One of the things that I want to share with you also is when you are bringing people to so, church, especially when they are children, somebody must know. Especially when they are children, somebody must know. Amen. Amen. Or have you heard some kidnapping stories? So what to say? Yeah, kidnapping One of our churches somewhere. Somebody was. <laughs> he was anakazoing his member. Now, a young boy who was getting involved in betting and you know things. And the team member who went to call him knew that this young boy gets involved in those things. So he leaves at home on a Sunday morning. But he goes to a betting site. So his shepherd met him. The person was coming to call him met him. And then held him by the hand and began to pull him towards the And somebody standing there went to the police station. I've seen them kidnapping children. <laughs> and adding them to buses. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you a few more points about retaining the people who you bring. Pray for your visitors and your converts. It was Paul who taught us in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. My little children of whom I travail again in birth in birth again until Christ before. So it is a work that is going on all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. Pray for them. Pray that they will come again. Pray that they, when they are coming, they will come with other people. More people. Lead your entire church to pray for them. Many of us are having prayer meetings only about issues concerning the sheep. Your house, your child, your rent, your money. But when they start to pray about matters concerning the church, something new enters into their lives. Put your hands together. Apart from the IDL visit, there is a second visit and this second visit must happen more than once. And it is called the WELP visit. W-E-L-P. The WELP visit. Just get a copy of the mega church. It's explained there. It is a visit to share the word with somebody. Many church members sleep during the message. But when... Beg your pardon. When they become part of the group that's going to talk to other people, they won't sleep. Because they need to be able to go and tell them, oh, in church, Bishop spoke to us about this or about that. Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. So instead of sleeping, they will pay a little more attention because when they go, they're not just going to give their own revelation. In Luke chapter 14, the master told the servant what he said. So when you go, tell them that the meal is ready. So many of us, when, we, when people are sent, they just go to say all kinds of things. I had a revelation. In the revelation, I saw the rod of Aaron. It was, you, see, you may have had the revelation. 
But this is not where you are coming to share this What is important? As you have gone on the business, whether or not your pastor spoke directly to you, in so far as it's a church member, you are going on behalf of your pastor. And so when you get there, what you say is the pastor has sent me to visit you. That has far more weight than your own visit. You have come to visit and so what? Hey! Hey! Amen. Amen. I said, oh, we are, we are in the middle of a very nice series. Sir, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, so I just passed by. I said, let me just share one or two points with you. You know, Pastor was sharing about how to embrace new things. And he was talking about how God gives new ideas. And when you pick the idea, and so me, I got this idea, I'm going to implement it. You missed though. Because that's your business. If you had got some new idea. Are you here? So you keep the word. And then that visit is for encouragement. Many times when members are being visited. Many times visitation seems only to be limited to people who are sick or to people who are bereaved. But what I'm saying is that. Have a campaign to visit your church members. It's just visiting. Everybody. And it is members who must visit other members. And they must be told what to say. And that visit is a visit from the pastor it's being carried out by the servant. Is it a good idea? A good idea. Hallelujah. Amen. And they share words and encouragement. And the people feel loved. So they are not going with accusations. Now we'll cry. Manti, the whole month. The whole of the month. It may be true. But it is not helping. It's not helping. We've really missed you. We missed seeing you. So we've come to look for you. Yes. It will go much further. And before you leave, they must pray. So many church members cannot pray apart from their own things. But when you are a part of such a work, and when you get there, you have to pray powerful prayers for the people to believe you. You see that their interest in prayer will change. Hallelujah. Many people, they can only pray and I bind this thing, I roll it away. The thing that's sitting on my finances, hey, I roll you. Ben Tuanua, hey, maybe a sano, maybe a sano, maybe a sano one, maybe a sano two, maybe a sano. Pep, 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 hey, what's in the party for Mumpai? Same quality. When Kwano Mumpai, it's okay. I had yet. But now you are praying, you see, you have now gone as a priest to another house. And you are going to stand there to pray. And you cannot go and just pray, eh, Father, bless and uh, everything that you need. Uh, bless our brother James and his uh, wife and his children. And Lord, remember his mother. Tell never that. In fact, pray and let your neighbor hear. Are you powerful? Are you powerful? Powerful. Suddenly you realize that as an ordinary church member, you need power. And you now begin to pray with power. Thank you for today. Thank you that you have sent us as angels to the home. 
Thank you for the family of James and his people. Father, we lift up his mother. We come against every sickness in this house. We release your power. We release your blessing. We release health. Father, be with them. Lord, watch over them. That debt that they have. Father, we cancel it in the name of God. You never knew you could pray like that. When you finish praying, one of my Young pastors came. He's a very cool guy. I said he's a cool guy. <laughs> I had good. <laughs> and he went to visit one of our members like this. This member was somebody who had battled with drink. He used to come to church, right? He was drunk, but he would come. And he was so proud of himself that he was coming to church. Nobody believed that he came to you. He used to come to church. But our pastor went, gathered two or three guys. When they got to Kwame's house, they asked for him. The person they met was sure. Are you sure you're asking for Kwame? Because. Would type, you know, they don't normally ask for this guy. This guy is the drunkards and things who are so they could see the doubt. Oh, yes, it's Kwame we're looking for. So when they got there, Kwame came out. They spoke with him because he hadn't been to church for a while. They shared the word with him. And then they said, Oh, call the family, let's pray. And so Kwame went to call them. And then they came. And our pastor began to pray. And he began to pray. And he began to pray. And he began to pray. He said, when he finished praying, Kwame was in tears. And he said to him that, Ah, Sofo. I look like a human being in this Me too. Somebody has come to visit me. His family members said, Hey! So, when he said he was going to church, it was true. He used to tell us, so we never believed him. You know, if you have lived with a drunkard, you, 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 you understand what they are saying. But you see, the person who went, he came back to say that. I didn't know I could pray like that, you know. So when he lifted up his face and the emotions, the guy himself, his family, he himself is a prince. I'm anointed. When you send your people, when they go, when they do what you ask them to do, and they see the fruit of it, they now they realize that yes, many are called, but I am also chosen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are trying to fill our church. So we are gone. Are we going to go? Are we going to go? Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor, from now we are going. Jesus sent us. Jesus went to Jerusalem, go to Judea, go to Samaria, go to the ends of As you win them to the Lord, and as God also adds some to you. Look after them. Visit them. them. Slowly but surely you will see that your church is filling Amen. Can I share one more key with you? To get them. You see, because you are trying now to stabilize them in church. What will make them keep coming? 
What will make them keep coming? Are you here? You see, people come to hear the word. But it's not the only thing that keeps them I need to introduce you to two terms that are used in this book. The words are basenta and basonta. If you company with Bishop Dag for a while, you realize that he has a lot of words. There are many words. Words that are made to describe something. And that's how these two words came about. The basenta is simply a, a, a slang for a bussing center. And we ended up calling it a bus center. So if you have, a, I don't know, if for instance you have cell groups, maybe it will be your, yeah, the groups that you are bringing in. Then the bus center is referring to the ministries inside the church. The ministries inside the church. Now, I know that some of us have limited the ministries to the ushering department. Then we have the singers, maybe one or two choirs. Then we have the people who come to clean the church who don't really see themselves as a fellowship. Please, what other group? What other group is Imako? Prayer Warriors. Then maybe the men's fellowship. And that's it. But it's a bit too few. It's a bit too few. You can have far more. Than that. Amen. Amen. And each of them, we have about, I think, 18 of them. And each of them has work they must do. Every now, what these basantes are working or they are they are doing things in the church on a Sunday. And so the point that I want to share with you is that you must now get your members who are part of the basenta, those who came in on the bus, to join a basenta. They must join something in church. Why? Number one, because it closes your back door. What do we mean by the back door? So many people coming in. You remember my 900? Came in, went out. The basantes hold them. Because they come come to do things. Number two, it serves as a pastoral backup system. For example, if you have cell groups, in your church. The cell leader must know where his members are. And the cell leader is responsible for his members. But should in case, per chance perhaps, should in case one of those members slips out, if that member is part of the choir, the choir leader also has an eye on that person. So there's a backup. The person is being looked for in two areas. Amen. Amen. The next one. It identifies great talent for church building which is already in committed members. You know, in our church we have, I'm just giving you these examples because they're good examples to copy you. And many of the things that they are doing, people have talents. And if you give the talent space to um, 
flourish in the church. So for example, we have a basanta. But we call the culinary stars. Culinary stars. They are cooks. They are cooks. I told you yesterday. Watchman is now security man. So the cooks are the culinary stars. What do they do? Grill sausage. Grill pork. Make popcorn. Uh, what a few of them these days have been selling was watch what they have drink indomie and what fried yam and you may say what is the use of that what is the use of that about 30 percent of my bursting budget is supported by that and the cooks have become important in church. Will they come on Sunday or they will not come? Ah, they will be there. Are you here? Give the thing nice titles. They will feel good. We have a group of ladies. They used to call them Aquaba. But you see, life has become very funky and interesting. So we call them airport stars. If you come and ask, where is the airport? Our church is the airport. And they dress like air hostesses. And you see them. When they mark black dress, then they put blue. Hey, as you are coming, they are welcoming you. Nowadays, they will send you your bag. Airport stars. From stars. Are you there? Oh, dancing stars. And Everybody is a star. Whatever you do, add star. <laughs> Are you here? Oh, but in the bid to do these things, we have found talents in the church. You see, if you limit it to your choir and your marco, you there are people in your church with talents. There are people in your church. If you had allowed them, instead of you spending money on billboards that you don't need, they would have made flyers for you that will go from phone to phone. And for electronic, costing you nothing. Beautiful flyers. And they are in the church. So there's a social media. Hey, you are quiet. Why you and they are among, you may think that they have no work. They are among the busiest. Are you here? Yeah. We're supposed to have some dawn prayer meeting Tuesday and Friday. As soon as they hear it, then they create. And it goes through the church. By tonight, they must produce another one to remind people tomorrow morning we are praying at dawn. Hey. Hey. They are busy. They are working. Amen. Amen. But you see, if you didn't allow them, you will never know that talent is in you. I remember a young man who came straight from a village. Straight. He had never danced in his life. Neither his local dance. Then he came to the and church. Bar, and he saw some people that do the work. Do, do the, the work. work. Do the work. He went to join them. Not knowing that God has anointed him with neck back and down. Oh, one of the best dancers in the team. But he would never have known. 
There are secret talented people God has in your church to help you and to encourage you. If you open a door for them, they will flourish. I said they will flourish. And because of what they are doing, they will come to church. Amen. Amen. The next one. It enhances pastoral accountability. Simply because they get more um, solid in the church. I also need to say that it helps you not to lose people. When we started to have dances in the church, we had a lot of criticism from the Christian world. I thank God for our bishop who he just does what God has led him to do. I need to tell you that that group, those dancers, they have become our sharpest weapon in winning souls. Sharpest. sharpest. Does it mean they are angels? bad boys and girls. But when they start dancing, other bad boys and girls who would never have listened to a word. This dance, I want to do, sir. But when you come and do, do you think we'll leave you? Do you think we'll leave you? One day, that could be a certain unbeliever group of dancers landed on in our area. And they began to mislead a lot of children. A lot of young people started to go there. And when we heard it, we just called one of our dancers. In fact, he brought the news. He brought the news. He said, these guys are doing something. Brother, you are called. Just I'm sitting in this other location. These guys, they come at 11. Go there at 9. Do exactly the same thing. <laughs> they say they are teaching them how to dance. Also teach. We rescued all our young people from there. You'll be there criticizing. Hmm. Are you there? <laughs> it enhances their spirituality. Why? I didn't try. Because the Basanta system is a very powerful evangelistic tool. Amen. Amen. Every crusade, they are there. Crusade that you are struggling to get people to come. Have you not done a crusade? You can't get anybody to come and start. Just release 20 dancers to dance for 15 minutes. People gather. People gather. And you would think that when the dancing stops, they'll go away. They won't go. They stay. And you preach and they give their lives to Christ. They are waiting for the next dance. Yeah. And in between the way, we tell them that, oh, the dancers are resting a little bit. Oh, the word, you know. And people give their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. But apart from that, each of these groups also has a spiritual life. So that your church member who was getting a spiritual life from the cell group, when he comes to his rehearsal, there's more prayer there. There's more fasting there. There's more, in fact, they are probably even hotter because Sunday they are going to do something. 
Are you with me? They make it so much easier to organize your church to have indoor crusades or outdoor crusades or other things that you, need, that you want to do. Amen. The last thing I want to share under this point is that they are the surest way of getting your church members to hear the words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Why? Was it not people who had a talent who used the talent to whom Jesus said, Well done? When you create those avenues and they use their talents within the house, they are more likely to hear the Lord say, Well done. Well done. Are good and faithful servants. Instead of them being sitting stars in the church, some of the people in your church who you can't find is just boredom that has given them away. Hey, we haven't given them anything to do. But if they had something to do, if they had a part to play, they would do it. And they will always be there. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. My time is up. Tomorrow, we will continue. Please stand to your feet. I just want you to pray. If you are a pastor, I want you to pray that the Lord will give you ideas. If you are a UD pastor, I'm asking you, where are your dancers? Are they effective? Have they learned the thing properly? Where are your singers? Where are your culinary stars? Where are your airport stars? Where are your hero toilet stars? Where are your ashes? Ashes no Some way. of your ashes look like old and tired men. Build them up. Give them confidence. Oh, you mind me again. <laughs> Go and buy them jackets. One Ghana city, two Ghana city. Black ones, blue ones, red ones, yellow ones. Let them wear it. Oh, there are some Sundays I deliberately pause. And then I'll say, hold on, let the ashes pass. When they are passing, they share hand clap. Hey, Hey, they're looking sharp. Sharp. I went somewhere, I saw somebody with a bow tie made in African material. Yellow and white. And I bought it. At that time, they were only 14. And I bought the 14. That's just 14 cities. And I brought it to them. Hey! Hey! They wore it the next Sunday. Wore their black uh, trousers with their yellow bow tie. As they were passing, come and see young men looking. That group. This story I'm telling you is in November I bought those ties. As I'm speaking to you today, 50 of them. Amen. God will give you ideas. When I bought it, my mind was not even on their good. Hallelujah. Pastor God has an idea for you that He will give you for your people. More groups, small things to do. More I have a group called Compassion. Their only work is to cook soup. Anybody who's in the hospital, I call them. When they are there, they get a bowl of soup. Pastor said, We should bring you this soup. 
Then I get text. No one yet. Mommy, your soup was very nice. Meanwhile, your soup. No, I never saw it. I said, when you go, you give it to them. Tell them that this soup, there's healing in the soup. And they are called compassion stars. May God give you ideas. Ideas. I don't know. Just to get people. They will never go away. Lift up your voice and pray for each May every church that is 20 be doubled in the name of Jesus. May the churches that are 80, may you pass 100. May you pass 200. May you pass 500. I speak growth into the churches. Permanent members of God. Helpers, workers, happy church members. Doing something in the house of God. In the name of Jesus. that God has sent them to you. To lift up your I pray that you will see them and that they will be of effect and they will be effective. Oh Jesus. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Let him stay your spirit. Maybe you were here feeling tired. Maybe today is your first time that you have come to this meeting. But let the Lord stir up your spirit at this time. May He stir up your spirit and show you that there is hope and there is hope to be had. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May help us be released into the house. May help us be released. Father, open our eyes. Cause us to see them. Lord, maybe they don't look how we expect them to look. But help us to see, oh God, help us to see beyond that which, God, that which we have seen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for this morning. For your grace. Thank you, oh God, for your help. I pray for help for your men. I pray that no one will lose his strength. Let them see the help that is needed. Oh, help them to train that help and bring it up. Let souls be brought in, oh God. Let those souls be visited. Let them be passed. Let them be added. Let them enter the mountains, oh God. Let your house be strong. This we ask you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Put your hands together and take your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Before I take my seat, I just feel impressed by the Spirit to do something with this book this morning. The double. I'm going to just make a, uh, an offer to you. These books were sent to us. We're told to send them at, sell them at 50 Ghana. But I want to give it to you at 30 Ghana. Cities. That means that the 20 is our cost. But I want to give it to you at this time. Much of what I've shared, the Santa Basenta, it has gone ahead of the mega church. Amen. Amen. If you want a copy now, because it will not be so after this session, Sir, just oh, get your copy. You can just lift up your hand and it will come around and give it to you at 30 Ghana cities. Just get a copy. Get a copy. Get a copy. Ask them for mega churches. Just 30. The price is actually 50. There's a hand at the back. Just take it now because it will not remain so. Where are your helpers? As I said, I need more people to help me. God bless you. God bless you. Thirty Ghana cities. 
take it, it will not be that this immediately this session ends. Why not? Because I have to pay the extra twenty. I cannot leave it open. God bless you. Just in these few minutes before we welcome Bishop Patrick. God bless you. God bless you. More ideas. More ideas. More ideas. More ideas. May God help us to see. One of the singers this morning doesn't live. Her parents don't live in this town. In her church at home, she never sang. But today she sings all over the place. And then some people from her church have said, hey, did you learn to sing like that? She was there. The pastor didn't see. Many of you say that the young people, they can't do anything. But they are there. They are there. young people, they are bad. It's true, but they are there. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Just a few minutes. Are you done? So that you can. Are done. Okay, thank you. Please put your hands together. Let's welcome Bishop. Okay. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Hallelujah.